We are. AM Talk Radio 790, where it all started. You are listening to A Nation Divided, and we are coming to you live on this sunny Southern California day from Culver City. I am Brian Thomas Dunn, with my best friend in the free world. Mr. James Oates, how are you feeling today, my brother? I'm ready with our word for the day. Do you want me to give it to you now or you want me to wait on it? I'm already a little scared. i got to give it to you. All right, what's the word for the day, The word for the day is agnotology. Agnotology. Oh, what do you say? I I like to think of both of us, you and I, as agnotologists. I I would like to agree with, but I don't know what you mean. It certainly doesn't have anything to do with proctology. It's very different. Yeah, I didn't think so. Could you please give the definition before I hit you with something? It's the study of ignorance. The study of ignorance. The study of ignorance and humankind. That's right. It's actually a real thing now. People are studying. Oh, I read something about that. I read that. It's about the systematic way of yes of providing disinformation to debunk logical scientific theories. Uh, in an effort to basically pull the wool over people's eyes. We as a species have always believed that ignorance was just simply the absence of the knowledge and eventually it would be wiped out. But what we know now is sometimes it's created. Yep. Agnotology. uh, The the poster child – okay, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) The tobacco industry is the poster child for the – I still can't pronounce the word, but essentially (laughs) – there was You're all the one of this that evidence. Me the video. What are you talking well, about? There was all, I didn't know that that word was in there, though. <laughs> that was in there. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, there was all of this science, basically, that was saying that, t- that cigarettes were bad for you. We're going back way to the 50s oh, now. Oh, yeah, we're going way back. And we all kind of know that now. But, we know it today, right? But like, we know that because of a fluke of, of things that happened. The, there was a concerted effort for decades, and it really succeeded, in, in, that was propagated by the tobacco industry. And it was for the express purpose of creating all of these scientific studies that said that cigarettes were fine, that said that there was not a problem, or that it mostly what they said was it hasn't been conclusively proven. Right. And one of the things that they did, folks, that was so insidious is that they didn't say that one side was right or wrong. No. But they just came up with all of these alternative theories as to why people genius. get cancer. Absolutely why they get genius. cancer. So if you wanted to know, you would have this this they flurry of information on both sides theory. and you wouldn't right. know what to pick. That's right. Yeah, you get completely confused. And I think what's fascinating too about this is you go back and look at some of those TV commercials, right? Some of the stuff from like the 50s. Yeah. I mean, people are like marching around like, oh, cigarettes are actually yeah, might even be you good have to for really you. go way back yeah, to find right. a cigarette commercial. Away, but, but, yeah. but yeah, they're totally out there. I mean, there's the stuff. Where, yeah, and it might actually help your health and it might make you breathe better. And all this kind of crazy stuff that right. today in 2020, even people who are chain smokers would be like, that's a bunch of crap. That's crap. I'm dying. I'm killing myself. I know it, but I want to do it. But the funny thing is, exactly. People but still people didn't stop smoking. people were so intense. Back. People were absolutely mm. ensconced back then. That's been what, what would we say, 60, 70, 80 years ago? Right. They completely believed. They were adamant that smoking is actually good for you. Right. And it's certainly not bad for you. Because it felt so good. And they wanted to believe it. And they were blinded. But they also wanted to believe it. Yeah, that's true. That's that's a good point. But they were blinded by all of the options for the possibilities why it might be good. Right. It's agnotology. And it was a very clear motivation of the tobacco industry. I mean, I never would want to get in the space between a man and making money. But darn, that seems kind of harsh. (laughs) So if you really want to know how it all broke, it broke around – there was the 90s or something. There was an insider uh, within the – Tobacco industry. He had a very low-level position. I think Russell Crowe played Inside this, and the, the, tobacco, the movie was called right? The Insider. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he the leaked yeah. all of these documents uh, to 
the university, it was the University of San Francisco, and, and everything kind of just started snowballing. Everything then. rolled from there, yeah, but I mean, it goes back to that thing of what you said, it's motive, right? I mean, they had a very clear motive, the, they being big tobacco, they right. being the industry, had a clear motive to get people just to not really know what to think, right? right. It wasn't, they didn't even really need them to believe. And they had more money than anybody in yes, the world, so right. they could fund the study. And right. they would like get a, a reputable scientist and say, listen, we want you to conclude yes. that this does not create cancer. Any other thing you can do. Right. But it's just like you're a scientist and you're not supposed to have the end in mind. <laughs> right. We find want you to, to make this experiment this. fit right. the conclusion. Right. Yes. And yeah, you know, this is all people... we need to get done. This is, the, this is the end goal, so just make that happen for us, you know? And then there's the great moral question because the scientist is saying, I'm not sure this is right, but I really am looking forward to not having any financial problems That's right. anymore. And they, will, they want to get And I job. don't have to fire my staff, and I yeah, don't have to get right. more funding. You know what? We're going to do one or two of these. Uh, people are going to smoke one way or the other. I do Absolutely. this. Absolutely. You know, I'm not I'm, doing anything I'm wrong. For the rest of my life, I'm good. Yeah, right. Yep. And that's kind of how people, in, in ways big and small, sell themselves to the proverbial whatever. But now financial. here's the interesting thing, too, about that. So the agnotology part of this is is that to say that you've got this guy that's coming out really early on, and he's saying, hey, I think this stuff's really bad for people, and here's a reason why. And he gets canned. He gets trashed, right? Oh, so you ask cancel yourself, culture, man. They're going to destroy him completely. Yeah, they're going to wipe him out. Almost and so, really wiped him out from the world. He well, was worried about his personal safety. He was finding folks in his garage and, and stuff. And so there, there's my point. You've got these big tobacco industry leaders on one side, and you got this guy that's going to totally lose his job, get wiped out. He's not going to He's not, have no career after this right. thing. You know, who? You think about the motives of the two sides there, right? you got this one guy. He's saying this stuff. And he's going to get completely clobbered. You got these other people. Yeah, you know what they're saying? It kind of sort of falls in line with their monetary interests, right? Well, the idea is that, yes, our great religion now is not the church or the state. It it is money. Money is our great religious motivation. It is the thing that that gets people to move. And the idea is these 11 guys or however many Philip Morris and all the crew, they stood up in front of uh, Congress in this very famous photo and they had their – uh, their arms raised and whatever, and they said, we swear to tell the truth, and they were saying Absolutely. that we have no yes. evidence that this yeah. is uh, no addictive. Evidence. No, of course not, no. And, but you think we about it. We funded lots of research, actually, which is exactly what they did. They went out and spent a tremendous amount of money on all kinds of alternative right. research, which completely diluted any story. And they all became multi-billionaires before that was common, I'm sure. Yeah, right. But I got to give credit where credit is due. Now, again, I don't agree with the principle But if you are going to run a game, if you're truly going to run a game on a mass amount of people, the most sacred commodity of it, you need to have people that can keep a secret. Yes. And that is the hardest thing in the world. Right. That's why, you know, some of these criminal organizations have been – if you just have a small group of people. Right. And they can keep a secret. You can keep deluding the masses well, as long as you are together. But that's the problem true, is if your secret is killing people, there is going to be someone, a cog in the wheel, someone that you don't expect that's not going to go along with it. And they're going to be like, this is wrong. Unless you get out ahead of the story and you say, guys, someone's going to say something about me like so and so. And go. that's what they're, and they're just trying to destroy me. So, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, yeah, when they come out and say, you know what, they're not really saying that because they want to do the right thing. They're just trying to destroy that guy. Are you, it's more misinformation. You feed it out. More misinformation. Agnotology. So folks, um, this is kind of a precursor to what we're going to be talking about. The real issue that we're going to hit you with is the apparent 
destruction or imminent destruction of the Republican Party, the GOP. Now, don't sit back and go crazy when I say this. There are some current events that are happening right now in it's Washington. Real. It's real. That it, they're the four horsemen, baby, for the party. <laughs> they are looking at the signs. Of, you know, they're there, we've baby. Done, we've done shows on this in the past. We've talked about the possibility of a third party. Should we have one? Is it even possible? Could it ever happen? For the most part, I think you and I both kind of walked off the air and said, there's no way. And Well, I got to tell you a little bit about there's a, a figure in the Bible, Isaiah. He's the great prophet. George Will, George okay, Will. he's universally regarded as a guy that a has uncompromising freaking, intellectual freaking uh, integrity. Yeah, right. Uh, Which side of the coin you're on, you like him because he's always tells it like it is. Back in 2015, right. like Isaiah the prophet, George Will issued a solemn warning that if the GOP nominates Donald Trump for president— it would spell the end of the Republican Party. <laughs> Why can't Back in 2015, this was said. Yes. And now, true to form in the prophecy that has been uh, foretold. Oh, yeah. Some really... Um, Powerful forces, I there would you say. Go. Powerful forces are at work. So we're going to tell you all about that when we get back from the break, folks, and tell you all of the current events and give you an idea of what's really happening so that you can understand um, that this might just be real. We might be headed to a situation where instead of two parties, there's going to be more than two. Engage with us in this study of agnotology. Agnotology. <laughs> we love you all so much. We're going to be right back. Smooth 80s tune, Getting back baby. to the 80s again. Yeah, we, we were heads, skipping baby. forward to the 80s. I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably have to get back to our roots of the 80s. So, folks, uh, as we were talking about before the break, you are listening to AM Talk Radio 790, a nation divided, coming to you live from Culver City, where we unpack some of the strange and uncomfortable issues that are vexing our nation year and in and year out. And indeed, we are a nation divided and dividing into ever smaller, smaller pieces. Absolutely. I think. And doesn't it seem like the, that the more things change, the more they stay? Chop it all up. Chop it up. The more they stay the thing. We're all having the same problem. But anyway, folks, the real topic du jour is there are just some really serious events that have been going down in Washington this last week. Jim's going to tell you about that have really kind of given people a a precursor to the conceptualization that this may be a Republican Party that is not going to have the same identity or even close to it as we move into the next election cycle, a big election cycle in 2022. But before we do that... Going to lighten you up a little bit. I have to tell you about the favorite story. This is my favorite news story that has occurred. This is a true story, but this is the one that I love. Completely true. And I... Just want you to hear about what happened. This is the basic facts. The fundamental motivation of man. Four-year-old, this is a four-year-old by the name of Noah Ruiz, somehow hacked his mother's Amazon Prime account and ordered 51 boxes of SpongeBob SquarePants (laughs) popsicles that were delivered to his home. That's a lot of popsicles for all of you out there that wonder. 51 boxes yeah. equates to 918 popsicles. How many? It was like $3,000 or $5,000 worth of popsicles? Yes. And folks, if you ever want to really Thousands just, of dollars worth of popsicles. This will affirm your belief in the humanity of Amer- all Americans. He, there is a picture of him standing atop uh, the boxes, which are as big as he is, 
eating a SpongeBob <laughs> SquarePants popsicle. Now that's the question: Do you blame him or do you blame SpongeBob? I mean, SpongeBob oh basically told him to go. I do don't it. understand how these how these <laughs> SpongeBob and Barney. How do they even connect with kids? They're SpongeBob. I would. I don't. I hate violence. I abhor violence. But if he showed up in my living room, I'd be trying to kill it somehow. He's freaking scary. Look at the. <laughs> <laughs> and Barney, you know that big purple like how do how do these guys know that kids are gonna Man, the, the kid just wanted some popsicles. That's it's the <laughs> fundamental motivation of mankind. He just That's his some motivation popsicles. and he yeah. got it. He found out a way to get him, he's gonna get him. But 918, anyway, all right, we love this story. All right, so so Jim, bring our folks back down to earth uh, with regard to some of the signs of fracture. Oh, man, in case you were absolutely asleep, hiding under a rock Which I was week. last week, which I was, getting a brief out. That brief was good, though, but keep you going. You would yes. know that Liz Cheney was removed from the number three position in the, in the, House, whip, the House Caucus uh, for the Republican Party, and, and, she, and, of course, this has started this snowball effect. So what's happened is is that there's this group. Tell of, everybody who Liz Cheney is, just in uh, case they don't know. Of course, Representative Liz Cheney from Wyoming. Long-time Republican. She's the one, really the singular voice. There's a few other Republicans in the House that are kind of saying it, and, and Adam Kinzinger gets some credit there too. But Liz Cheney's the one person who keeps standing up and keeps saying, no, this thing about the election, it's a lie. And she calls it the big lie, right? And then, of course, there's been some movement recently in the last few weeks. There's There's been some talk about Trump, you know, getting back into things. He's got a blog that's going now. He's, He's back. back. He's coming back. Yes. And, and so you got Liz Cheney who's saying, yeah, you know what? I'm just not going to go for that. And it, it's a big lie. And I'm going to stand by my principles. Now, remember, Liz Cheney, this is Dick Cheney's daughter. We're not talking about a slouch yeah. on the conservative side of the aisle, right? Right. We're talking about someone who's legit. Uh, every Republican. time I see Dick Cheney, like, I just hear organ music. Like, he just <laughs> seems like he's just something evil. Anyway, if, if, if I if I may, if I may say it, Liz Cheney is definitely on the right side of right, if you know what I mean. So, I mean, this is a person that's seriously there for the GOP, down for the cause. Right. And she just happens to think that, you know, the election was fair and that Trump needs to stop saying this stuff. That's How it. dare she say such blasphemy? She's, she's even said she— A she fair election, there's voted, no way. Voted with Trump. 80% of the time or more. I mean, we must like destroy a, her. Totally out there. But yes. you got to destroy her. She's there, but it just, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Cancel right? culture. So it's cancel culture. She's not She's not getting on board with the uh, the sort of the party line. And what's interesting, too, is it actually was, I think the vote was 146 to 61 to remove her. But this past week, it's brought up that, hey, you know what, Liz Cheney, she's not down with us. She's going against our man. And he, he made her mad, right? He made him mad. So Trump's like really angry about Liz Cheney. He's yeah. really fuming about it. Totally angry about it and saying, you got to destroy her. Destroy her. Destroy yes. her. Kind of like Emperor Palpatine in Star Wars. Exactly. Like, get rid of her, right? And so they do it. They got rid of her. They, they kept, what, and well, she clear, didn't get booted out no, of the hole, but she basically, she had a position of leadership within the, right. and you know, you, you, if you're, they're congressmen and they're congressmen, you have the elected people like the Speaker of That's the right. House, you have the majority whip, you have the minority this, yeah, no, she was good. the head of the caucus, which has a lot of Jews, but it's not like she's Speaker of the House. No, that's true, but it is important for people, a little, uh, a little learning point here for people to understand exactly how this works. So you've got your caucus, right? And so the Republicans, for them, it's called the House Republican Conference inside uh, the House of Representatives. And so you've got three people that are kind of the top three. You've got the minority leader. That's Kevin McCarthy from California. Right. I'll right. give him a plug for that. Right. You got the, mi the House Minority Whip, and then you have the chair. That's who Liz Cheney was. And the chair is actually the person that kind of manages the day-to-day -day operations. The, of the chair caucus. is going like, to determine what gets heard right, at any particular exactly. meeting. Exactly. They are going to have the Roberts her. rules. They're right. going to make sure that the thing that they want to get heard you gets heard. You want something said, you got to talk to Liz Cheney about, go or whoever Cheney. it is in that position. Not so, anymore. 
Now it's uh, Elsie Stefanik. She's a lady from New York who, by all counts, is much more liberal than Liz Cheney. Like she's kind of sort of moderate and. But, uh, but but she will she not Trump. say she will not say it right. that the yeah. election was fair. She's smart. She's going to keep her job. She knows what she knows what she's got to do to keep her do job. Do you want this job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the obvious vexing question, folks, that we're going to get at the real nitty gritty is when we're talking about the conceptualization of how this could occur. The election is long over. Uh, it is still being raised as a potential issue. Trump is still raising it, and you have. So many Americans that still have that horrible acidic taste in their mouth. And it, you think the time would kind of just ameliorate these things. Biden has a very high re- approval rating. But it's just kind of getting drudged back up. And you have some people within the Republican Party that can say, look, I am going to do what I believe is the right thing. There's been no evidence of this. The courts have never held that there has been uh, a, a wholesale scamming of votes. So I'm just going to say no. Well, I think, and I'm going to let what happens to me happen. Yeah, to me. what's interesting, and is these people get, are getting crucified take, now. Take Kevin McCarthy for example, yeah. right? And I, I, I've always kind of thought he's a pretty decent guy. You know, he's a yeah minority leader now. Yeah, I like Kevin McCarthy, right? Uh, you know, I'm a Republican, like him, okay. So my condolences. Yeah, right, just mess right, what you do. Yeah, but but so <laughs> it's right after the the big uh, attack in the Capitol, right? You know, the big riots. So right after that, you've got Kevin McCarthy coming out and saying the president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack by mob writers. Got it right here in front of me right and then you know like a week later he's kind of starts backsliding then he goes because you got so many angry emails right exactly well and that's uh, evidently that's what it is right and then he goes to mar-a-largo meets with trump comes back and it's 180 degrees man and so it's like you know, you sorry for what I said. I couldn't believe that well, it, you know, it was just that they were about to kill us, and I thought that Trump's speech might so have had something to do with it. But now, since yeah. nobody got killed, and yeah. I'm meeting with Trump, and he just gave me a nice ice cream cone. And, and so I'm now killed. we come to the split in the Republican Party. So this past week, the big manifesto letter came out from a group led by Evan McMullen. Mm. And I can tell you who he is if you Every want. Every time you Miles say manifesto, there. I think of the Unabomber. Yeah, right, I know. Anyway, but they come out with this big, long, it's going to be their platform. Basically, it's 150 Republicans who have written this out. And I read the whole thing, actually. That is not an insignificant no, number, and folks. it's not insignificant Republicans. I mean, we're right. talking about people like Tom Ridge. Oh, yeah. the, the the founder of the Department of Homeland Security, whether you agree right. with that or disagree with this guy's incredibly conservative. Uh, I think George Conway's in there, Kellyanne Conway's husband. There's a bunch of different people who have well, signed the, on the to Republican this. The Republican old guard leadership. Yeah, old Mitt guard Romney leadership. and 27 former that, uh, congressmen uh, and women, governors. I mean, we're talking about a big group of people right. that have signed on to this thing. And the guy that's kind of at the top there with Evan McMullins is Miles Taylor. And Miles Taylor is the guy that wrote the anonymous letter to the New York Times back in, I think it was 2019, right? Yes, 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 yes. Where, where he basically wrote, he said, I am a cabinet member and I'm we're going to remain anonymous, but I just want you to know the president's essentially unhinged. And we're doing everything we can to contain him and keep the things that he's doing that are crazy from getting out. Now, he also said some of the things that the president's doing, we agree with. And we they're good policy moves and they're conservative policy moves. And we want them to happen. But and by and large, we're trying to manage this thing. Then it comes out that he this is who he is. Miles Taylor comes out. He's the guy that wrote it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, right away, Trump jumps all over it. Well, he's a big loser and he's a lo- loser. Well, Miles Trump's, Taylor and blah, blah, blah. Trump's way, he's going to basically, you know what he's going to do? He's going to align every force that he has against you to destroy you. But it's not just Trump. It's you're going to have some problems on social media because he has so many effective ways of skewing 
social media right. uh, against yeah. a person that that person is going to be losing traction. They're going to be accused of things that they didn't do, and it's going to be such an avalanche of uh, negativity that their very political future can be at stake. And well, when you start thinking about the concept of, you know, if a pup, if a person is a House uh, congressman, they they want to keep their they want to keep yes. that position. It's exalted everywhere you go. Yeah. Oh, congressman, sir, what, you, yeah, you yeah, got yeah, all yeah, of yeah. this ego. There's interns all and everything. The drive. And they, maybe and, and maybe you're even this being power. driven from behind. Like maybe you've gotten in there and now you've got all these people that are working for you. You've got these lobbyists and you have got these people. Yeah, in your everybody state. asks your autograph they just wherever you go. Stay, yeah. Keep keep running, keep running, keep, keep it going. You know, because they're doing the right thing, man. They want to stay in power because they're with them, right? Yeah. But, you know, so that brings us to this point of the break in the Republican Party because now we're at this place where you've got this big group of people who feel like it's so extreme on one side. Right. There's no room for us anymore, and they're making demands. They're saying, look, if you guys don't essentially say don't break with Trump and break with this thing about the elections being fraud, we will form a new party. Yep, and it's just like we don't get along. It's so just, we're gonna get it on. I mean, you haven't heard and this it's kind of going stuff to since be, the Civil War, man. I mean, it this, sounds like yeah, it's it's it really sounds big, like yeah. a kind of a right. civil war. Yeah. So, folks, as we move into this concept, we're we want to know if you agree. First of all, is this something that is gonna just blow over for the Republican Party, right. or is this something that's significant? Uh, or more significantly, what we want to understand is why uh, do we see still such a strong anti-Trump sentiment? Yeah. Why is there the anti-Trump sentiment? We don't want to hear anything that you don't want to say. And all opinions are welcome. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. 1-800-222-KABC. We're going to take your calls when we get back from the break. Yes. Is the Republican Party looking at stage four Answer. Maybe this is a good thing. Maybe we need that third party. People have called in and said we should before. So Yeah, I'm probably going to want to support them, actually. Yeah, anyway, right. we'll see. We'll be right back, folks. We love you all. Welcome back, folks. Our collective home, the United States of America, that we all love and hold dear to our hearts. And the Talking Heads was invented here. Exactly. I, right. They may be British. Are they I'm British? not sure. Are they? I think the Talking Heads are... No, but, are they? Oh, anyway, yeah. we're not sure, no, but not sure. I, either way, this is a song we like. And we do like the Talking Heads. We're d- delving into some of the issues that may be uh, precursors to a different political system altogether within our country. We've all been born and raised to believe that there's Republicans and Democrats, Democrats and Republicans. Yeah. But now there's such a strong uh, force within the Republican Party. Only two. Always the, only two. There's only ever been two. And it's those two. The, the exact hurricane that yeah. is Donald Trump. You are with me or you are against me. You are with oh, me or yeah. you are against me. Some of the folks are actually now uh, risking their political so futures sure. yeah. on saying, yeah. no, we're not going to get along yeah. with this guy. We're not going to keep way. doing yeah. it. Not anymore. And we're going to take whatever influence we have and uh, mobilize against him. And or lose their job. Well, they may lose their jobs. Liz anyway Cheney's because- got someone. His, uh, there's a guy, and it, I, his name's escaping me right now, but he's a state senator in Wyoming that's already said, announced that he's going to run against her in the primary. And, the, right. and the Republican uh, leadership you in right, the state Jim. of Wyoming. They're from New York, talking heads. Keep yeah. going, brother. Keep yeah. going. I love you, man. Oh, Keep yeah, going. I know. That's Wayman over there. Saying, yeah, you're but, right. but yeah, no, I mean, so Liz, you, you've got people that are risking their jobs, too. I mean, some people saying they're not down with it because they think, ah, we're going to lose in the end if we stay this course. But there's other people that are kind of like, we don't care. But all of the leadership that you talked about that are coming out against Trump are established folks. Now, most of the Congress folks are not – see, Congress people are just kind of regular folk in a large sense. They're not uh, necessarily folks that are making 
uh, wealthy salaries. They did a, a study. Fully half of the people right. uh, there in yeah. Congress were not yeah. considered rich. No, uh, and they're not. not a lot of they don't have a lot yeah. of juice, and they love being congressmen because they're leaders and they they're you know. Like rock stars, a congressman is a famous person. If you're on the plane, they're going to seat you in first class. People are going to be asking for your Absolutely. autograph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The interns. You don't want to lose the job. That's the bottom line. Well, People that get there. Don't but would lose you, the, job. the question is: Would you would you keep it if you had to make the choice of doing something that was against your moral convictions in order to keep the job? Is that the the thing you would do, or would you just say, "Forget it, I can't do this anymore"? Well, you've got okay. Like I'm going to just read this right here. This is what Liz Cheney said. Liz Cheney says, "I am a conservative Republican, and the most conservative of conservative principles is reverence for the law." So here's this person that's saying, "Look, I believe in the Constitution. I believe in the Constitution more than an individual, and certainly more than individual leadership of one particular political party." And this is what I'm going to do. And she just does it. Got, how can you not at least respect that, right? You can respect it, but it, it's not going to make a dent with someone who's still a Trump supporter. I mean, the courts have already spoken. The rule of law is spoken in our courts, and, and it doesn't seem as though that has any bearing. But either way, we're going to take Pamela, and then we're going to get to the history of the GOP. Pamela, thank you for holding. I can't. You gotta, you're going to have to Pamela, turn, you have your to radio turn down, down your radio for us. Hello? Hello. Pamela, can you hear us? Are you there, Pamela? All right, we're going to put Pamela on hold briefly. But the idea of folks, you can join the discussion. We'd love to hear from you if you'd like. You can reach us at 1-800-222-KBC. 1-800-222-5222. Is the Republican Party facing a crisis that is real? Or is this just another internal division that will blow over? Uh, Also, uh, after all of these years, why are people still bashing Trump? Uh, You would think that this would be an issue that has not become forefront but it is becoming forefront again why do people still well, have problems see, with that's trump the thing after that they're all saying like about yeah. liz cheney they're saying okay well the only reason that she's doing that is because she hates trump right and she's against trump so therefore you know that's the reason that we have to get rid of her and you, you kind of wonder well does she really i mean is that really why she's doing it? just because she hates trump and and some of the other people are speaking out like in evan mcmullen you know is he just doing this just because he hates trump I mean, these people are kind of risking all of their political could be, wealth. Could be, yeah, yeah, because Trump is still enormously popular. Uh, Pamela from Long Beach, how are you doing there? You with us now, Pamela? I'm doing well. There you are. Thank you call. so much for calling in. Before we start with you, if you'd like to join the discussion, folks, the phone lines are open. You can reach us at 1-800-222-KBC, 1-800-222-5222. No opinion is off limits. No opinion is taboo. Talk to us, Pamela. Okay, well, I have not been a conservative all my life. As a matter of fact, I'm a registered Democrat. I live in California, Long Beach. But I'm noticing something about the Republicans as well as the Democrats that I speak to. It's not about being a Trump supporter or anything, in my opinion. It's about standing up for what we believe in. We've been getting stumped for the last four years. Who's we? Right? Um, Americans. Okay. In my opinion. What, what do you mean riots? by stumped? I mean, with all the uh, discord that's going on, we have the Black Lives Matter, we have the Antifa, mm. we have the deplorables, we mm-hmm. have everybody fighting, and nothing's getting done. Okay. Now, as far as, far as Liz Cheney, um, she's a legacy Republican. Good Her point. father was the vice president. Good point. He was with Bush. Excellent Mitch point. McConnell, not Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney. He's also a legacy uh-huh. Republican. Old guard and for so sure. Few, yeah. And so are a few others. I think that for most of us, we don't really even care about a party. The main thing that we are concerned with is getting things done. Uh-huh. Nothing's getting done. That's a very good Nothing point. Is getting, 
And if the Republicans would stop trying to be above the fray and maybe every now and then get into the fray. Well, you know, there's a lot of problems with the Democrats, too. Pamela. I got I, We have to look at the system globally. And I don't think that it, it really gets us anywhere to say that there's one party that has a, a monopoly on moral uprightness or doing right because there are so many examples that anyone can give that would support the conclusion that the Democratic Party, by and large, has sold out to financial interests, big business, whatever corporate interests are there, banking, and that no party has really taken the idea of what is going on with average Americans that aren't rich and made it the forefront of their Well, agenda. what Pamela's kind of saying there is to that point, though, right, is maybe more along the lines of is that this two-party system that we have really kind of isn't working. I mean, here's one thing so that Pamela knows, and this is an education point as well, is that why do we really have a two-party system? Well, because we have a winner-takes-all election system. And that's not the way it's done everywhere in the world. So right. like what we do is we, and we always have done this. I believe in it because I believe in our system, but we have a system that says you're going to have two people run for an office and whoever wins, wins. And the other person, it's an absolute loss. So in other words, the other way of looking at it, the other side, the other values or principles, the other party, it's a 100% loss, 100% win. All winner takes all. But in other places, there's sort of this proportional representation, right? And so like when Pamela's talking, I kind of hear what she's saying because people feel like – if you feel like you're in the middle and you're like, I'm not really a Democrat and I'm not really a Republican. Maybe you call yourself a centrist. But you feel like nothing's getting done the way you want it done. You don't – you can't vote for either side or you vote for one side, but maybe you vote the wrong way. And so that's kind of the thing about having a two-party system. Could be. What do you think about all that, Pamela? I think he is absolutely right. He oh. tuned into my psyche and just said it way better than I could well, ever thank say. You. Uh, bring it, Jim. I'm tuning into Pamela. Bring See, it usually down. you're tuning in, but I'm tuning. No, in. man, I'm floating. They're fighting. They're fighting. They're fighting every day, right. and the media is not helping things at all. Amen. We Amen. can't even trust them anymore. We can't trust them. You know, you don't know who to believe. Right. So we control, not control exactly. Discipline. Discipline is the word that I'm looking for. The people who are elected to serve us in office should realize that they are there to serve us, not the other way around. Right. Well, Pamela, what do you think about the idea that if we're in, in a situation where there's going to be another party, is that something that you think is, is a frightening concept or is it something that you would welcome? No, for me, it's not even about party. It's about the politicians. Yeah. I'm, you know... It's, it's not about party. I could vote for a Democrat if I looked at his past record and saw that he had done productive things for America. Mm-hmm. I could vote for a Republican for the same way. So it, for me, I don't care what the party is. Right. I just right. care what, what they're going to do. That is you know, brilliant. We, can all go along. We, don't, we don't have to be led by a party and people out there, I'm doing this and all the Twitter and stuff. That's ridiculous. Well, that is amazing, Pamela. We want to thank you so Love much it. for chiming Hanging in. Out, Pamela. Thank this you. Is, this is the exact type of voice that we want to cultivate. Pamela's not on one side or the other. She just wants to do the right thing. How many people can really say that? How many of our elected officials can say, I would rather do the right thing than support my party? Well, and then that's the real point, right? It's, it ends up being about power. Kind of like we said, so you get elected, you get into office. Maybe you got, Maybe you did it because you had some ideas, right? Maybe you legitimately wanted to change the world. But you get in there, maybe you get a little tired, maybe you don't really want to do it anymore, but everybody's pushing you. They're pushing you because they stay in power, because you stay in power. And do you know, because I've actually had friends that are in Congress, 
you know what they spend most of their time doing and thinking about fundraising? Right. Fundraising. That is kind of their entire that, agenda from the moment they're in, people in the house. is raising money. They get two years. Two years is nothing. Think about that. Just after you get done with your last campaign cycle, you got to start all over again because right. it takes two years to get ramped back up. And how do you get people to pay you money right. if you aren't somehow in tune with the people who want to pay you money. Right, right, right. And if you only want to be there for two years, if you want to be Forget one it. and done, basically, yeah, you know, no. yeah. You well, no one wants to do that either, right? Because right. Either, either they got ideas or they want to stay in power. And if they want to stay in power again, they're going to go, they're going to do what they got to do to stay in power. And probably most of that's going to be go along with the party line. You got it, Pamela. We got one more question for you. We're back in the 80s theme. What is your favorite movie of the 80s? My you, favorite movie of the 80s? Yeah, favorite oh, movie goodness. of the 80s. I think um, Greece. 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 That was 70s, we, but it still doesn't count. Heard, I don't think we've ever Thank you so one. much, Pamela. We love you. Thank, Thank you, you so much for calling. We appreciate you. Take care. Well, Gre- Greece, you know, Greece too was the 80s, right? Yeah, but that doesn't count. Yeah, she means right. Greece. But she you know what? She, She's going for the original. What is it that women love about Greece? We should do I a whole show it. on that. I don't get it. What type of estrogen component is in that? Because women are, are transfixed by that movie every time it comes out. You know, out. we drive by that place every day. We drive by that Venice very high school. school. Venice High School. Venice is right, though. Right? Yep. But anyway, right. Brian from Long Beach, thank you so much for holding. Welcome to A Nation Divided. Hello, Brian. Where are we going? Is the Republican Party really headed off a cliff or is this just all smoke and mirrors? What is all of this? Talk to us, brother. So here's the deal. We, our elected officials were elected to serve. The problem is that way too much corruption has, has come into the party. Um, both parties, um, yeah. they're out for themselves, they're out for the corporate dollar, they're yep. out campaigning, yep. getting the PACs, ha- ha- making those PACs yeah. happy. When he says PAC, they're he means political action committee, folks. It's a fundraising organization that you don't have to have any rules to give money to. Go ahead, Brian. Keep going. So they're there to serve us. They're not there to serve themselves, and that's kind of been lost. I think that what Trump did was that he turned that over. Yep. He said, the swamp is the swamp. And uh, we need, we, the servants uh, of the people, need to turn our act around and be doing the right thing. Um, and that, that, that's what the drain the swamp movement was, was get rid of those politicians that are there for the money rather than uh, and keep the people who were there to serve the people. But now, Brian, if someone else comes along, let's uh, someone and there have been people before there have been establishment people like John McCain. As radical as he was, he was establishment there a long time. He he's, was, and he had to be a campaign finance reform man. He was all over this for decades. Yes. That was his rallying cry, right. right? So if someone else comes along and it's not Donald Trump, and they're saying the same thing, they're saying we got to drain the swamp, we got to get rid of this, the special interest, and they come forward and they present a plan. Are you on board with that? Sure. If that plan uh, puts the people first, I'll be on board with that plan. But- and here, here's what I think. I think that I think that the momentum um, of big government is right now too big. Um, there's too many pe- Republicans that are too uh, that are big government, and you know, practically all the Democrats. I'd say definitely all the liberal progressives are on on the. Well, big you government know, Brian, you're bringing up so many deep points, and and but the the question I have really is that if you are somehow elected. It seems to be axiomatic that you have to have a lot of money somehow in order to stay in. You have to be able to 
get right. the ads out when right. it comes time to run. You have to be able yeah. to get your message out. If we think that's and that the problem, turns we should back attack to that, money. right? If we think that's the problem, we should attack that issue instead of attacking all the insulary issues that there lead up to, quote unquote, draining the swamp. There you go. And when you really go down to it, the people that get in there don't have any idea what they're getting into when they get in there. And then they have to somehow wade through the idea that they have advisors that are telling them that if you want to uh, make it, you've got to vote this way on this. You've got to go to this party. You've got to get this fundraiser. And if they do everything right, they kind of have this wonderful, enjoyable life where they kind of move through tenure as in Congress. But they're really not. They're drones. Well, they're not doing anything. Here's the productive. thing, Brian. Here's a question for you. So you've got this group of Republicans that are this breakoff group. Now, some of them are establishment for sure, but some of them are like fresh faces. And all of them are clearly not doing this because they think this is going to be the quickest, easiest way to victory, right? They're not doing this because they're getting Trump support. They're going against that party line. So with that kind of group, that kind of breakaway, if they do form another party, you sound like you're a conservative guy. Is that something you go for or do you just like chalk it up to another failed attempt? So right now, my personal opinion is that uh, we're not going to be able to fix it. Um, a third party is is not going to help. Right? The the conservatives, whether they're big government conservatives or do the right thing, serve the people, conservatives. Mm. We break that. Mm-hmm. If we break into those two parties, that's it. The 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 Democratic liberals are going to going to keep winning uh, federal and state. Level Actually, I, I don't know if people really are as sold on the Democrats as you think. Right, I think that yeah. you've had a lot of you got issues. There this too. last election right. may have been more anti-Trump than pro-Democrat. Uh, Biden is kind of right in the middle in terms of his politics. We're going to have to take a short Stay break, with us, Brian. Brian. Don't go. Thank you so much. Don't go anywhere. And folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-KBC, 1-800-222-5222. Chopping up the future of the Republican Party. I think we All should pops. hire that dude that bought the popsicles, man, as I'm president. I'm thinking that guy would He make should it. be, you know, I don't care how. Give that guy 25 years. He would be years, awesome. Yes. He could figure, yeah, you know what? We he should hire him popsicles. now. Everybody get popsicles. <laughs> we love you, folks. We're going to be right back. Welcome back, folks. We are now taking up the discussion to another notch as we always have. Seems like no matter how far we try to get away from Mr. Trump, he works his way back into the discourse. Works his way back in. And uh, Jim doesn't want me to tell you that he had a dream about Trump, but we're just going to leave that (laughs) to the side. Yeah, right. It was a nightmare, really. So, folks, really, we're we're really talking about some events that have happened that have just kind of, uh, you know, taken place last week in Washington. You have a a very discernible rift. No one's even trying to keep this rift behind closed doors anymore. It is out in the open. Yeah. Uh, there's some people that are uh, steadfastly against Trump. We know that he's coming back in 2022 in some way, shape, or form. And folks are trying to preemptively say, look, we are not going to be with that. Tell our the GOP's people, The GOP trying though. to patch it up. They're trying to patch it up. Well, you know, a lot of people don't even know what the GOP, the grand exactly. old party is, and the Republican Party, and where that It'll came make from. You, if you're a Democrat, listen to what Jim's going to yeah, say. It might make you different. look totally differently you at Republicans. At a, take a second look, right? 1854, Ripon, Wisconsin. Ripon, Wisconsin, for any pilot out there that flies to Oshkosh, you know where Ripon is. Rip on Wisconsin. So a bunch of guys get together and say, you know what, this sort of uh, bringing in states and letting them be slave states. And matter of fact, this whole slavery thing altogether, we can't go with this anymore. Why? Because they're conservatives. They were they considered themselves true conservatives. They right. consider themselves. What did Cheney, uh, Liz Cheney say earlier? It's it's all about the law, like right. reverence for the law, reverence for the Constitution. And it has nothing to do with race yeah. one way or another. But no, keep going. But but what they recognized, they said, look, we can't we can't be with the slavery thing anymore. And they formed the Republican Party. And, you know, you can because go back, of the rule of law. Keep yeah, going. because of the rule of law. You go back to what they said. In, I think it was 1856 when they actually put their their platform out. But it said 
that with our Republican fathers, we hold it to be self-evident truth that all men are endowed with inalienable right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, and that that's the primary objective and ulterior design of our federal government. So it goes right back to what I think most Republicans, people that are conservatively minded, essentially believe that statement, right? They believe that the primary purpose for the federal government to be there is to promote this inalienable right that all men and have. When Jim and says law. the rule of law, he's not talking about law and order, which means crackdown right. on urban communities. We're talking about the rule of the law. The rule of in law comes Brazil, from our constitution the of, of the United Alaska. States, yeah, right? right. It, yeah, exactly. That's it where the rule of law comes from. Now, not a man, but the paper document. The new movement now, championed by Liz Cheney, just rattle off a few words about what she said. About well, why they're doing what they're doing. Oh well, that's no, that's not Liz Cheney's movement, but that's the the group. Of, are talking about like Evan McMullen and those guys. The yeah, exactly yeah, right. Okay, yeah. I got, got the idea. Yeah, no, no, wrong. no. But the same thing. So like, that's what they say. When and their sort of uh, their release, their statement of what they believe and what they believe the Republican Party should get back to. We reaffirm the self-evident truth that all persons are created equal and free, having the same inalienable rights to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, and it's the prerogative of all. To make personal decisions in accordance with their free will. So, I mean, right. it's the same exact thing. And here's the thing you got to kind of Saying ask all yourself. men are created equal has not been resonating in really, anybody's freaking and platform. The, and I've the, never heard it and the, on either side's and platform. And the free will thing, too. I mean, there have been – there were some re- Republican representatives in the House that stood up and supported Liz Cheney, and they were saying stuff like, look – we're stronger when we have debate. That's right. what the Republican Party is about. Let's all debate this thing and come up with the best solution. But this sort of free will concept's kind of gone out the window. It's not really Destroy about, those that do destroy. not agree. You agree or not. Anyway, yeah. Brian, real from Long Beach, uh, we're going to get to James in just a minute. Thank you for holding Brian uh, from Long Beach. Finish it up for us. Any final thoughts, brother? Yeah, so here's the solution. I, I think, like I was mentioning, the, the government's gotten too big, too much power, too much money. we got to get the money out of politics. Right. The yeah. only way I see that we can do that right now at this point in time because of the, the momentum that the, the big government has is we got to get a convention of states together. we got to fix the Constitution and, and, and put amendments in to get money out. Well, of you know, Brian, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, I absolutely. could not agree because Dead. the idea is our new Dead religion, the, uh, the new political religion right. is money. It is. It, it, they're doing, it's like as if it used to be the church for many years, right. but now it's the money. religion is money, Without and that controls everything. Brian, you're so wonderful. Hey, like what you had to keep say. in touch with us. We're, we're going to get you, we're going to put you front and center if you want to run for something new. We love the way you Go think. Go for it, Brian. James from Los Angeles, thank you for calling A Nation Divided. We are dying to know what you think, brother. Please lay it on us. I think Brian had it right. The government's too big. The Constitution provides for limited government, which has gone out the window, unfortunately, a long time ago. Tenth Amendment should just have limited powers that are provided in the Constitution. George Washington said we shouldn't have any political parties because Mm. they easily divide the people. They wouldn't even know what they're divided about. And just one more to Jim's point earlier which he wasn't exactly right. You know, in the original Constitution, the person who got the most votes was president, and the person who got the second most votes was vice president. So well, that is true. That is true. All at the beginning. That is true, but for all other offices, it was winner-take-all, and it's what's evolved into our system. And you're absolutely right, James, and I'll can I even double down on what you were saying, is that our founders didn't, whether you, whether they, you can say that they made a mistake 
or whether they intended for there to not be political parties. They didn't want political parties. I mean, political parties weren't envisioned in the system. That's the bicameral legislature that we've got in the well, first place. You see, they had so much internal wisdom, and it's funny they that did. they could have seen that this is what would happen. Yeah. The fact that I thought that they just – they didn't want to have one supreme leader. They didn't want to have a monarch. They didn't want to have a king. That's right. They understood that absolute power corrupts absolutely. absolutely. Yep. But in terms of the parties, it's as if they almost could foresee – problems there too. They knew it. And and I think that what James is kind of alluding to there is this idea that having parties at all is a problem. But then here's what happens. We say we don't want parties at all, but then you've got somebody out in Bakersfield that wants to win the, that district for the congressional seat and they got to do it somehow. So what do they got to do? Get a bunch of people together right. that are going to support them for that office. Right. In other words, have a party right. at their house. And that house party is going to be the group of people that right. agree on that. And then once they get that person in and they're gone, $1,500 to go to the party. That's yeah, right. You only cost that. Uh, that's right. To get, get, get the meal. But the point is, is that parties are this natural evolution. So, James, I guess the question is, and you feel like a lot of Americans, the majority of Americans are independents. I think they really are. How do we keep there for not being any parties? I mean, why do you right. stop that, James? Well, it's, it's, we're not necessarily divided. We're one people in one constitution. Good. If Amen. we only followed like the constitution, we wouldn't have a problem. And we haven't done that in a very long time. We haven't I even talked it. about doing it in a long time. The only time they talk about it is, is what I do in yes, federal court. Right. I'm, I'm the only place where they even talk about the amendments of the constitution. The, the eagle is above you in federal court. That's right. It's not a Republican or a Democrat. When and you're in there, they have a large emblem, and it's beautiful, and it's of the, the eagle American all. eagle. All and that Americans. is the highest thing in the courtroom That's in federal right. court. You That's never right. forget that when Love you're in there. It. Love it. It's a beautiful thing. So, James, uh, thank you so much. We agree with you completely. Favorite movie of the 80s, James. There Give you it to go. Us. What is it? Give it to us. Of the 80s? Yeah. Yeah. Got to be the 80s. I don't know. Top Gun. Top That's Gun. Solid oh! Choice. Solid yes. choice. You can't go solid wrong with choice. Top Gun. Oh, my goodness. Tom Cruise at his best. That's right, Iceman. You know, if you watch that movie today. I am dangerous. It's still good. <laughs> it is. You gotta love that. Okay, we're wrapping <laughs> up. Call, okay, we're getting close. Okay, so we have James oh, and from and Wes. Wes, you've been holding for a minute. We're gonna have to get to you after the hour. We're gonna we have to cruise yeah, we into this hard break that we have. Yeah, but please don't go anywhere. Coming. Don't Wes, go anywhere, guys. The hot discussion that we have, folks, kind of deals with the concept of political parties. Where are we? Where are we headed? Trump, uh, who has uh, definitely earned the moniker as the most divisive figure, for better or for worse, is continuing. To become the Tasmanian devil George that divides us it. for happened. better or for worse. Uh, now they, there are some fractures within the Republican Party concerning his very identity. and it, There are some people that have come out and said, we can't do with Trump anymore. And others are saying, we will destroy you. You know, I would think that it's in, it would be of interest to people who are in the center. Left or right, you know, Democrat, Republican, left of center, right of center. But if you're essentially center to have a new party, because it seems like... Both parties have driven to the edge. But has anyone that has ever taken a stance against making money or big money or the proliferation of money ever won? Not really. Have they ever had any McCain victory? tried it and he, he lost. But he, <laughs> he, won in the, he won in the end, though. Well, he didn't in he the end. He won the most yes, important, which is respect he and without he's a honored. Doubt. Uh, without a doubt. But, yeah, he tried that, and it didn't quite go over. Not, as, not the way he wanted it, for sure. It was always compromise on that. So, folks, we're going to take our break now. We're going to be back uh, just after the hour. We're going to continue this discussion. You can reach us at 1-800-222-KBC, 1-800-222-5222. The topic is the Republican Party uh, headed for an impasse. And if so, are we as a nation headed for an impasse? How do we get past where we're at? Hard to get past an impasse sometimes. That's why it's an impasse. Hard to pass. It's impassable.
I love the word quagmire. That's my favorite <laughs> We love you, folks. We'll be right back, folks. We are coming to you live from Culver City. You are listening to A Nation Divided. I'm Brian Dunn with my best friend in the universe, Mr. James Oates. Coming up with some strange words. Repeating our uh, political dribble. You know how it is. So what we're talking about today, or basically it's, we're talking about some events that happened last week in the Capitol. Uh, in a nutshell, tell everybody what happened, Jim, one more time. Well, I'll go back to it again. Liz Cheney saying since the day of the riots in January in Washington, D.C., that, you know, the president's on the hook for this. And furthermore, the most important thing she keeps saying over and over again is that the election was valid. It's legit. All of these courts have ruled on it, federal judges. And that know, is a sacrilege. Secretaries of state. Right. That's right. Yeah, you don't go against that. And that's her big cry is that, look, the conservative party, the Republican Party, as representatives of conservatives and conservative values, should be number one and most a party for the rule of law. Right? right. And when she's talking about that, she's talking about the Constitution. So Liz Cheney, she's there, number three spot in the House Minority Caucus. Right. She gets kicked out of that job. Why does she get kicked out? Because she won't agree that the election was fraud. Yep. And one of the reasons why she won't is because every courthouse, right. every courtroom, yeah. every judge, everything that is a representative of our democracy has right. said that this is not something that happened. And because of that, uh, the rule of law has said that this is not going anywhere. So now you've got all these Republicans who have come out and they've said, hey, look. We don't agree. You can't just kick out somebody and go with this Trump agenda, and you can't go with this thing about the election being lies still. And if you, Republican leadership, continue to do so, we'll break off and we'll form a new party. In 2015, George Will issued a warning that the GOP nominates Donald Trump for president. It would be the, quote, end of the Republican Party. Is his prophecy coming true? Might Folks, be. we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 1-800-222-KBC, 1-800-222-5222. James, we're going to get to you in just a second. Wes, you've been holding. Thank Hello, you so Wes. much for calling. Thank you for holding. Talk to us, yeah, brother. Thanks. Yeah, it's great to be on with you guys. Um, the great thing I want to say about the, your direct question um, is that, you know, I'm done with the whole election. It's done. It's moved on. It's been you know, decided. It's time to move on. But I think it's something that was sown deeply in the last, you know, when Trump was put in. Um, I'm a conservative, have been my whole life. I'm a Hispanic man. Um, and what I saw in the last, you know, the four years when Trump was in office was Russiagate, not accepting him as president. So we get what we've asked for, right? We have right. war. We have internal war in this country. But uh, I'm okay with the implosion of the Republican Party. I think we need we need a change of guard, um, and if that's what it takes, um, I don't care. Honestly, I, we need a change of guard that can compete with the Democratic Party because throwing money at people is a very popular way to win nowadays. So it, it seems to be the way, the only way people are thinking, but I have to tell you, Wes, I don't think Americans are too crazy about the Democratic Party either. It's just they been, really it's emerged as the party it's, that is against the other thing. It's, you know? and, they, and they always have. As a matter of fact, what's funny, historically, the Democratic Party was the opposition party. It was right. the opposition party. Opposition to what? The Republicans. And it's been like that it, for it originally a long wanted time. slavery and the, the, the propagation of Jim Crow. Yeah, all right. Then, uh, all along way time. back but, in the day. Way I back. I think the thing that, I, I get where Wes is coming from and the feeling, and certainly you could feel that way in Los Angeles County if you look at the numbers like we've shown before. Right. That the the percentage of Republicans, it used to be like, what, 60% Republicans in L.A. County in the 80s? And it's plummeted. It's like down below 20%. You've got a lot of Republicans leaving California but altogether. here's the yeah. thing, though. I'm not so sure that the Democrats have that much more support either because, like Brian said, 31% of Americans identify Democrat, 25% Republicans. And that means that Democrats win in that toss that head-to-head, -head, but it's not that big a number. Well, when you really think about They're that, both folks, minorities. out of our entire nation— 30, only 31% are card-carrying Democrats. Just identify, yeah. And it's 25 as Republicans. And then here's the telling number, 41% identify as independent. 
And, you know, I'm, I'm one of those. I didn't register either right. way when I voted this time. And I think that people are starting to understand that. But where does that bring us? Wes, do you think that we are going to get to a situation where the idea of two parties as we know it now is just not going to exist, say, in 15, 20, 20 years, years from now? Yeah, yeah right. 20 years. What do you think, Wes? I'd be happy if it, uh, if it was, there were more parties. I'm not sure that's going to fix it. I think the money is the problem. It'll just revert back right. to where it's at. Now, I'll give, I, I wanted to share this one thing here. I, you know, I'm, I do a decent living here in California. Congratulations. My, my family. And what I was going to say is I got, I got an EBT card for my kids. All right? There's no reason why I should have gotten an EBT card from the state of California. I'm doing more money this year than Tell last year. Tell everybody what an EBT why, card is. What is that? I don't even know what it is. Can, can you, it's a, is it a food stamps card? I think it's I a card it that will allow you to... Get food at many uh, supermarkets and some restaurants at a, either a discount or completely free. Now, how right. that happened, I don't know. It's supposed to be for folks that are qualifying for government assistance. Right. Uh, it's not typically sent to rich folk. But how many people are in your household, Wes? I've got six in my house. Yeah, before you pass judgment on how you got that, you need to interview all the other people that are in your household because there might be something going on that you're not aware <laughs> of. I love yeah. you, Wes. We're going to run. Thank you so much for calling. James from Los <laughs> Thanks, Angeles, Wes. you've been holding. Welcome to A Nation Divided, brother. We are dying to know what you think. How you doing, fellas? You're doing you great. awesome show. Appreciate every... you. Thanks, man. Look, um, I, to save my life, uh, don't get it. Uh, I'm 64 years old. A uh, black man uh, from Tennessee, live in L.A. now. But I've always thought all of my life, quite frankly, that we are the beneficiaries, our generation today, of all the sacrifices that's been Bring made. It. Throughout yes. history. Bring it. Throughout history. Uh, we wow. are so fortunate today yes. just based on we were happen to be born now and in America. Absolutely. Where Not only now, but in this country. Keep going, Jim. More than they need right. to find all of the energy to be so angry and divisive. I love to say, this is what I love to say, James. Since the war and having to fight in the breast. Right. James, this, what, is, this is what I love what to say to people. It's, we are the beneficiaries of the We are. Man, I love what he is saying. Throughout history. I love what he is saying. Amen. I mean, here's the thing. As stupid and fragile and broken, I'm saying that, uh, uh, of course, uh, as a joke, as broken and stupid as our system is, somehow, miraculously, it's created the greatest nation state ever known to mankind. Absolutely. I mean, seriously, like, you, you got to ask yourself the question. I mean, are, if we were really so broken and so bad, how do we get to where we are right now? I think it's the Constitution. I firmly oh, believe it's not because I've dedicated my life to the defense of that document, but I think that's really why. You, know, I, the, you know the old saying how uh, a guy going along just happy-go-lucky, and he, he comes into money, a rich uncle dies that he didn't even know about, and now he's left with all of this money. Well, now this happy-go-lucky guy all of a sudden is grabbing and suspicious and mine, mine, mine. How do I keep it? Uh, In other words, well, the whole thing is, I see where you're going. Everybody's relationship to it is different. James, I'm going to put you on hold. I want to keep you with us, and I wanted to go to Don from industry. Don, you've been holding for a minute. Thank you so much, folks. If you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at one eight hundred two 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 KBC. 1-800-222-5222. Talk to us, Don, please. Hello, Don. Go. Oh, great touching base with you. Just happened to turn on the radio, and there you were. Uh, great to hear from you, brother. Tell us what's oh, going on. 
Well, you know, I I don't have any problem with Lynn Cheney getting kicked out of a leadership position because you can't have the, uh, somebody in leadership of the Republican Party whose only job is to attack the person that something like over 80% of Republicans voted for. In terms Millions of the current of support, Don, uh, are you aware of the current, in terms of where we are today, what's the right. percentage of Republicans it's that support Down to 44%. I mean, I, I, 44%. I think I could maybe hear where Don's going with that well, Keep going, bit. Don. I cut yeah, you off. Keep I, going, I brother. Hear, I, John, are you, you're kind of saying, just as a general rule, we're talking about one party, and the party's got one direction it's going, and if she's not getting in the party line, you got to make a change. Is that what you're kind of saying? Well, yeah. I mean, it's silly. I mean, I, I, I don't consider myself a Trump Republican. I'm a Reagan Republican, right. but I voted for Trump this time because I think his agenda is right. I don't necessarily like what he says or carries himself. And this whole topic of, oh, what's up with the Republicans? Well, what's up with the Democrats? That's what's creating what's up with the Republicans. Well, right? but now, Don, the you Democrats do have, Don don't is have Repu- any moderates in their party. But, Everyone but Don, is following the radicals in the party. Don, hang on just a second. There's one thing you do have to ask yourself, though, as a Republican, as a Reagan Republican, because I'm feeling you on that, right? You do have to ask yourself the question. So now, if you've got a person that is in the number three position in the caucus in the House that voted with President, former President Trump over 80 percent of the time, and she's being replaced with a person that did not – that whose record was much lower for voting with President Trump, and you've got a person that has consistently shown that they are for real Republican – you know, call it conventional or standard conservative ideals – and, and then she gets replaced. You got to ask, why are they doing that? Yeah, for and, the obvious reason. It's because you know she's doing more work for the other side than she's doing for our side. Wow. Mm. You know, well, we're going to have to take a short break. But John, uh, Don, I want to come yeah, no, back to you, and I got to tell you where, the, the Don, concept is this: why cannot why can't there be within the Republican Party an idea that says, "Yeah, you disagree with Trump." But that's not a deal breaker. Let's figure out a way that we can work together. Yeah. Why, Why is, is that it not within happening? the yeah. party where there is not a platform that will allow for even the slightest discussion right. of was right. the election fair or not fair? Why is it so absolute one way or another? And I think that if we start talking about that question, it might give us some answers. We're going to take a short Go break. break. And we're going to come back, Don. We'll be wonderful, back to you, Don. Uh, James, I'm going to wear. We're going to get to everyone who's holding. Thank you so much. This is a hot one. And this is also something that we really are, have needed to talk about yeah, for, a while, for a while, I think. Yeah. All right, we love you folks. We'll be right back. Mosing on in to this very serious discussion, folks. We are listening to A Nation Divided. I'm Brian Thomas Dunn with my best friend, Mr. James Oates, coming here. to you live from Culver City. We are here. It's such a unique time. And we're talking about some things that need to be talked about. It but is unique. It's unprecedented what we're talking about here. I mean, it, it, there's the, the talk of the party splitting like this. I mean, maybe back into the 60s, you had some of that going on, there right? There are you know? very few slow news days these days. No, it's, it's coming rapid fire. Rapid so fire. The question I have, and Don, I want you to weigh in on this. We're going to get to everybody who's holding. Um, this is the real issue. If you have a situation where a longstanding member of the Republican Party has said, I'm taking a hard line on this because I believe the election was fair. How is that an event that seems to be a precursor to an ultimate fracture in the party? Yeah. Where Why got, can't there be right. a situation where, okay, let's agree to disagree about that. It's not just a typical let's chair. Stay gets, together. It's not one of these typical moves of like, ah, oh, we're going to like change it up a little bit and let this gal from over here in Arizona take over because that's good for the party for right now, blah, blah, blah. It's not like that. I mean, this has led to a, a pretty unprecedented event. Yeah. So, Don, what do you think about that? Why is that such a, a, 
event that has made such news in terms of will the Republican Party keep going, or is it all just smoke and mirrors? Talk to us. It's all smoke and mirrors in a sense because it's just driving the agenda of the liberal media and the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. They're using it as leverage yeah. to attack the Republicans who aren't splitting. There's a fraction of people like Cheney and Romney and the ones that voted for impeachment. What is it, five, seven? And, and the rest of the Republicans are saying some really like Trump. Some say, well, he's not going to be around forever, but I support his agenda. And I'm, not, I'm going to respect the people my, in my party that elected him, that chose him. And it's an issue because the Democrats, the liberal media, and those in the Republicans who call themselves Republicans that really are cozier with the Democrats, like Mr. Well, McCain. What do you, you say, know, though, Don? What you do you know, say about war. guys? What do you say about guys like Ken Buck from Colorado? Right. So there's a Republican representative there in the House, and he basically was saying, "Look." Liz Cheney's just being canceled out, and she shouldn't be. And that's, and of course, we know what Adam uh, Adam Kinzinger is, is saying. And there's a bunch of other people who are saying this kind of stuff too. But it's not it's not so lopsided, right? I mean, back in February, it was like a 145 to 61 vote to keep Cheney. So uh, that was a secret ballot vote. This, there's people that are saying that this was kind of orchestrated on the floor with a sort of a voice, you know, like a vote, you know, by acclamation kind of thing, and it was done in a way to make sure that some people weren't there that might have supported Cheney. So Right, and she did get voted out. I mean, Cheney did get voted out of a position. So if you if you want to say that the Democrat and and whatever uh, association with the evil Democratic establishment caused this to be an issue, she was very uh, clearly voted out as a result of the recent stand that she took. And that is a that's a hard. It fact. seems like that's the only thing. But but again, I mean, Don. I mean, what do you what do you say to that? Do you think that that's just made up stuff? I mean, do you think those are just a few outliers in the Republican Party that are saying that? That are saying what? Right, no, I are, I think they're I think they're all fine with her not being in that. She isn't out of the party. She isn't being canceled out. Right. With all due respect, that's pure nonsense. That's pure BS. Well, I mean, that's I mean, the, removed from her position as. Yeah. You know, I, I agree. I kind of agree with Don saying, I mean, it, it's good to make sure that people do understand. Yeah, she's still staying in the House. I mean, we're not talking about like removing her from, right. from but, her position, but but no, but Don actually There was that a is hard political saying. consequence for her decision. Now. Well, there is, and there has been political consequence, but, I'm, but, but no, Don, I mean, there are a number of Republican representatives that have come out in support for Liz Cheney and have said this shouldn't have happened. So it's not, and it's not just a couple of people that I've read, but anyway, I mean, I, I, I guess here's the bottom line. The bottom line is this, Don. Do you think that the Republican Party is definitely not going to split over this thing and that this is just going to blow over? It's definitely not going to split, and the de- Democrats definitely aren't going to split because they're all in bed with the, with, the, with the radical agenda. Even the ones that ran as moderates are now just more radical than the people they were supposed to be protecting as against. Well, all right, let me just uh, ask you one thing, Don. When you start saying us and when you start saying them and when you start creating a situation where only one side can be right and the other side must be wrong, uh, regardless of whether you define that within the Republican Party or as Republicans and Democrats, the agenda really should be the American agenda, not the Republican agenda or the Democratic agenda. And the idea is that we've gotten a way of, of thinking that has polarized us. It's either one side or the other. And I think that we should start thinking in terms of how we could tear down those walls. Don, thank you so much for calling. calling I really appreciate you. Jacob, you've been holding for a minute. Welcome to A Nation Divided. Brother, thanks for your patience. We are dying to know what you think. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon, brother. Good afternoon. Let's talk about Liz Cheney, all right? You know, 
she's a legacy politician like her daddy. You know, Dick Cheney, basically he's complicit with the Bushes, obviously. I think he and controlled somebody, kind of the oh, Bushes. I think, he, yeah, I think it's the other way around. I think they were complicit with him. Complicit's a mild <laughs> way of putting it, Jacob. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Anyway. I, I, we, we could go down that rabbit hole with Halliburton and the war. Right, yeah, wanted. right. No need. I love so, you, brother. Uh, good, good call. Let's move yeah, off of that. So, well, the, he, no, therefore, you know, he's complicit with, you know, the Clintons, the Obamas, now Biden, you know, and they're career politicians, period. You know, and Trump, not a politician. You know, he, he, he rubbed elbows with said folks on either side of the aisle, and, and Trump wanted to strike a deal. And this MAGA thing is kind of a, a cheesy, you know, acronym. However, he was, his policy his policies were making effect and you know, the above a lot of people agree with you. Well, the one issue Jacob, uh, and I just wanted you to consider this, the one issue, it's not any of his economic policies. It's not any of his social policies, but the one issue that has become divisive is the idea of the election and honoring the results of the election. Now there's a very hard stance that Mr. Trump is taking. He will never concede uh, that he lost. He will never concede uh, notwithstanding the fact that there hasn't been a lot of evidence and the, and the courts have routinely kicked these concepts out. And there that is seems to be the singular issue. Now, do you believe as a Republican that the party should move on from that and say, OK, that happened. Let's not talk about it anymore. Or do you believe that the party should continue to say that Biden has stolen this election? First of all, I'm not a Republican. I am oh, I'm sorry. Or, or, or less, a, a Libertarian. Just forgive me, However, brother. I'm uh, sorry. That's wrong. I'm no, sorry. no, 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 no. It, it, it's not your assumption. It's, I understand we were cutting lines. So do I believe that there was fraud in the election? Yes. I believe that we need to look at Maricopa County, Arizona, and when things are revealed, as has already been identified, which isn't covered in mainstream media, other uh, battleground states are going to have to do the same due diligence that uh, Arizona is doing now. And I think there's going to be a huge upheaval when things are revealed. And so the said politicians that I mentioned are hiding behind their cloaks because neither Democrat or Republican doesn't matter. These people are career politicians. They don't want to be ex- exposed. They don't want their cash and their power um, paradigms disrupted. So the the so, problem is the career politician and the allegiance of the career politician to a way of doing things. But see, I think the thing that just doesn't jive about what Jacob, I, I just got to say, it doesn't quite add up here when I'm thinking about Liz Cheney, this particular person wanting to stay in power if they really are this career politician and that's all they want to do. This is certainly is not a good move. If she's a career she, politician, she, she shouldn't be saying to, anything at all. Yeah, yeah. She, exactly. She probably didn't even really have to say much of anything, right? Probably what she could have done is she should have just said, well, okay, I'll agree to disagree and you guys move on. Go along and get along. You know, she keeps standing up and she keeps saying, no, the election was valid. The election was valid. So if she's going to lose her seat, which it's pretty clear that she's going to because in Wyoming, there's a guy running against her, already talked about running against her in the primary, Mm -hmm. and he's probably going to trounce her because the Republican Party in Wyoming's already Mm -hmm. said they're going to throw their support behind that guy. So if that's going to happen and she's going to lose her position so she's no longer to be a career politician, why would she do what she's doing? Right. Good, good question, Joe. What do you think, Jacob? Because I believe she's given an ultimatum 
by the powers that are behind the scenes, so to speak. Uh, she is a talking head uh, for... Well, hold on. What powers are behind the scene that would be controlling her? What What are these powers? Okay, well, they? do you want to call it conspiracy, or you want to talk about tracked events for the last 200-something years in this country, which goes back to uh, the European establishments of, you know, I'll say it, the skull and bones, the Freemasons, Right, you know, the, the elitist groups. No, right. uh, no, no, no. He's legit. I mean, yeah. There's the, the legitimate concern about the the sort of the classic elitist always controlling everything. But then you got to ask yourself the question. Then, well, is are we just jumping out of the uh, what do they say? Like you jump out of the frying pan into the fire. I mean, it, in other words, we're just trading one elitist for another or one elitist group for another. Is that what we're doing here, Jacob? Well, I think we're getting off topic. It, uh, I, although Trump is a quote-unquote rich man, I don't believe he identifies as an elitist. He said in September 2018, the future of the the, the globalists have no future. All right. Well, Jacob, listen, you're dropping some words that are a little bit off the <laughs> mark on, right now. Head, man. You said the you Europeans. I'm like, wait, you, you just said the Europeans <laughs> earlier. That's kind of everybody. <laughs> Jacob, it's not that we don't agree with you. We don't love you. It's just it's getting too hard for Jacob, us to follow favorite, where you're going. Favorite movie from the 80s. Yes, favorite movie, favorite movie from the, from the 80s, 80s please. Uh, Caddyshack. No! Oh, Caddyshack was awesome! Good wonderful. Call, man. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful choice. I love that. Caddyshack is a classic. Caddyshack. Can you get it's probably too too late. Yeah, we're gonna no, come no, back no. with that song we'll called Caddyshack. Back with that one, yeah. Folks, we're gonna take a short That's Kenny break. Loggins, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, wait a minute, can you find that song for we're gonna play we're gonna play you a song, Jacob, when we get back. You gotta hate those varmint comments. You gotta man. do it. Joe from those, Temecula, you're first up after the hour. They're after you. We're going to get to everybody. I think the Barmit Kong If you want to hear from us, 1-800-222-5222. It's a lively, fun one. Jacob, we got a song for you. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> All right, we're coming back. Nice. Caddyshack fame. I can see that little Varmint Kong dancing. There Remember is that little a guy? gopher that is the dancing to this. Dancing. in the. Yeah. And this is before CGI. That. that guy was groovy. Oh, as he was it, legit. Oh, get out. Yeah. Oh, man, Caddyshack. Okay, I'm to Jacob. What a wonderful <laughs> 80s choice. Can't go wrong with that, Rodney Dangerfield. God, miss him. It just it gives you confidence in humanity, right? Yeah, I mean, we're I don't know if I'd the, agree with his politics, but I could have a beer with that dude Absolutely, all night long straight yeah. away. Yeah. So, folks, as we move on into the closing of the hour, we're going to kind of start to understand this. There's a rift with, within the Republican Party, yep. or is it a rift? Or is it a rift? Uh, Liz Cheney and uh, her people that agree with her have, have almost gotten into a situation where they're being excommunicated by the Republican Party for... Coming forward and saying they think the election is fair. You know, and people got to know this. Both Democrats who will say, oh, you know, it's all Republicans and it's just one or two that are good, right? And then also the people, Don said before, he said, no, there's no voices out there in the Republican Party that are divisive or like supporting Liz Cheney. That's not true. This guy Blake Moore from Utah was another one. The guy Buck from Colorado. Of course, you got right. Ed Kinsey or Everyone knows him from Illinois. There are a lot of more voices right. in the Republican Party than you're hearing from. It's just the mainstream media doesn't play them. And a true leader sexy. has their opinion regardless of whether it's a popular opinion right. or not a popular yeah. opinion. A true leader. Joe from Temecula, thank you for holding. We want to welcome you to A Nation Divided, folks. We have time for a few more callers. If you'd like to reach us at 1-800-222-KBC, 1-800-222-5222. What are the state of affairs that we need to know, Joe? The floor is yours. Well, thank you. First of all, I'd like to thank you guys for your show because I disagree with you guys on almost everything. And it's a lot <laughs> just I disagree with me on everything, Joe. Hold and on. Brian disagrees okay. with me, too. Let That's him finish. Okay. Let him, Joe, what, what, what do we say? Jim cut you off. Yeah. Even though you disagree yeah, no, with us. I was just saying I appreciate 
your type of show because listening to people I agree with all the time after a while gets kind of boring. Well, you'll never have so, that problem here, Joey. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. <laughs> Tell us how yeah, we're going to handle this. Every week as I'm driving into work on, on Saturday. So, nice. Um, yeah, we appreciate you. On the Liz, on the Liz Cheney issue, just, just a couple things. Um, you know, there's a certain level of hypocrisy on the left who are who, are, who can't report this enough. After four years of saying that Trump stole the election, Trump, oh, good. There, good Hillary Clinton is quoted as late as October 19th of 2020 saying that Trump stole the election. Right. Right. Despite right. the fact that there's absolutely no evidence to support that. Right. And there never will be. That, right. Okay? Yeah. There never will be yeah, evidence. Yeah, there won't. Yeah. And here you have Liz Cheney. She's entitled to to say her, her mind. But the, the, the difference is she's part of the party leadership. Okay? Right. She voted for for impeachment. She let her her, her uh, opinion be known, and as part of part of uh, party leadership, okay, it's it's, it's now May, okay. At, at a certain point, if you're a leader in the party, and and everybody's the, the majority of the people in the party are disagreeing with you, right? Especially her constituents back in Wyoming, yeah, saying this is not what we want then, yeah, you're going to pay a political price for that. And it's as though she's walking off the gangplank. Go ahead. Well, to say that she's been canceled is almost amusing to me. For a careful person, she sure is on TV a lot this week. Well, but now here's the thing, though, Joe. Good point. Joe Joe Joe, made some some bang-up points there. Joe's making – no, you're making great points, Joe, except there's one little problem with what you're saying, and I just got to go back on this, is that it's not Liz Cheney that's wanting this, right? So she was – I'm sure – I am sure – and in her position, she was ready to just be done with this thing and let it wash over the, the falls, too. But she's being pushed. She's consistently been pushed to come out and say, no, we w- I'll agree with you after all. I will agree that the election was a fraud. And she won't do that. And because she won't get into a line with that party line, that's the reason she's called out. And then she then she's forced to have to defend herself. Like the speech that she gave this past week uh, on the House floor – she wasn't giving that speech because she wanted to say yet again what she believes about the election. She had to give that speech because she was being told that there was a vote to remove her from the Position. House chair. So right. House Minority Chair. So, I mean, it's I, I get you, Joe. I mean, yeah, sure. She's part she's part of the party. She should be part of the establishment. If she wants to stay in the party, she's got to kind of go along with the party line. But at the same time, it's not like she's been asking. for. Jim, this. I got a question for you. What do you think about what Joe said specifically the reason why we're hearing about this so much is because the Democrats and the people that are the enemies of the Republican Party love this story. Oh, so yeah. Much. And, that's the same, and it's the same reason. I, I do believe that it's the same reason that you're not hearing about yet other Republican representatives who are saying, hey, Cheney, uh, she shouldn't be you know, silenced. And matter of fact, I think she should still be the uh, House chair. Good there point. are other Republicans saying this, but you don't hear from them. Wow. When has she... That's my question. When has she been prevented from uh, uh, voicing her opinion? On TV more than any other Republican. Well, it's not so much oh, no, about I, being I on TV. That. I mean, she she is a, she's she kind of been. Her, has not been blocked. Her Facebook has not been blocked. She's not been. Uh, that's usually when people say someone's been canceled, they can't go on social media anymore. Well, it could be that Joe's making a good point here, Brian. That I mean, what you can say is, is that. Okay, maybe she's doing this because she's getting more airplay. Maybe, okay, maybe she loses this election. I can't agree with that, and I'll tell you you why. When we talk about cancel culture, it doesn't necessarily mean you're being obliterated from existence. It doesn't mean that you're being obliterated from uh, social media. What it means is that your opinions 
are being discounted to the d- degree that there is a mass against you he says this from where you're, you're in or you're out. And people are <laughs> are basically piling up on you. Now, you can right. say what you want, but if she's the caucus chair, that is a position of power. And getting voted out of that is a political consequence. But Joe brought up another really good point. Now, I haven't verified what her constituents think about this. Oh, it's, I think what it, it uh, there's, you know, they've done the reports where they talk to two people on the street in Wyoming and they are probably in Cheyenne or something and they go, oh yeah, we think she's really great. And then another one says, no, she's not. You know, you get that kind of typical fluff stuff. But the hard numbers are pointing to her losing her seat. I mean, I think she probably loses in the primary the way it looks right now based on what I read. Yeah, and you know, the idea, if it, if it does come to that, that it will be because she came forward and said, I think the election was fair and we need to move forward. But either way, Joe, what do you think about the idea, just if it does happen, if we move into a, a situation where there are more than two parties in this country, do you think good thing or bad thing or, or indifferent? Well, I think more voices is always better. I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I, I would be for it. Um, but I would like to say one thing. The, the, this constituency that, that, that she was voted, she was censured by the state legislature. Right. That's not just a man-on-the-street interview. No. Okay? But as far as the multiple parties, you know, I, I think uh, arguably our greatest president, who people are talking about canceling him now, George Washington, you know, uh, uh, warned they us against him. Parties. We don't have a country. If, if, right. if, if, he, if he gets canceled and it goes back, done. you know, yeah. we're pretty much, right, exactly. we're speaking, I, you know, right. it's, it's, we're it's, done. It's insanity, but I agree. Yeah. But yeah. he warned us against parties. And and I think ultimately that, that, you know, thank God that we at least do have two parties so that no one idea gets to, you know, take right. off and run. And, it, and that's the only voice. You're nailing uh, One more I thing, Joe, if you could educate our listeners and me too. What exactly was the reason why Liz Cheney was censured by the state legislature? Was there a reason? I believe it was because she voted to impeach uh, yeah. Donald Trump. Okay. And so that was something that the people of Wyoming uh, upset them. And they're, I mean, they're entitled to their voice, too. Absolutely. And, Everybody uh, gets a voice. And they're right. going to, and Liz Cheney's, I think, I grew up in western Nebraska about 90 minutes from Cheyenne. Wow. Oh, cool. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, the people of Wyoming are, will be heard on the next election day. And Liz Cheney will probably be out uh, looking for a job. Well, I think she'll probably have a job at a, at a, at a, at a one of those, uh, let's just oh. say, corporate news outlets making five CNN million bucks a day. Will, right? yeah. <laughs> she'll, she'll land on her feet. She's gonna land All on right, her Joe, feet. we got to move on. What's your favorite Thanks, 80s Joe. movie? Come on, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring uh, it. Not, uh, gosh, uh, I'm kind of torn here. Uh, I love, uh, get, can I go with two? You can I go, go with, with two, stripes. brother. Yeah, go with two. Go with two. Stripes, and, which came out in 1980. <laughs> stripes! And from Snowy River. Wait, wait, wait. The man from Snowy River. Oh, oh man, I'm kind of with you on Stripes. With that one. I could go with Stripes. Oh, my goodness. Stri- are you kidding? Oh, the man from Snowy River was awesome. It was a sleeper film. Nobody, we, like, <laughs> I remember going to it when I was in college. None of us even knew what it was. We were just like, at, we, small town in western Nebraska, we're like, I found a movie there. We went and saw it. We, we all fell in love with this. It, it, it's it, awesome. All right. I might be checking that out. Joe said the man from Joe. Snowy River. Thank you so much for calling, <laughs> brother. We Snowy love you. River. All right. We got a couple more. Couple we wanted more, to get to every, everybody who called us today. Marco, who, to who's been holding the longest? Let's yeah, go to Marco. All right, Marco. Thank you so much for calling at Nation Divided, brother. We are dying hey, to guys. know what you think. Talk to us, man. Hit us. I love your show. Great, great. Thank you so support. much, brother. All right. Uh, first off, I uh, had to correct you a little bit. The courts, of all the courts that supposedly you mentioned, 
uh, said that, oh, no, they, they looked, they, 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 they said nothing was there, right? For, Correct me. Correct me. Uh, they, they remember, they didn't even listen to the cases. Correct they me. Well, let me tell you what happened, standing Mark. Here and, That's true, what Marco, but Brian will give but you But let me tell you what happened. If, yeah. you're, if me, you're in federal finish. court, you have to put your case out. They, the reason why they didn't listen to it is because what's going to happen is if you put some allegations up there, the judge is going to say, okay, if you're going to really take up our time, you have to give us a reason to listen to right. you. You have to put your evidence on. This is federal court. Such that, yeah, federal court, big they boys. don't mess around. Yeah, they don't, you cannot court. lie to a federal judge. You cannot. Uh, and the reason why they didn't get heard is because no one was ever able to get past go on that threshold level. So, But keep going, Marco. Keep going, brother. Well, I, I hear you on that. I, I totally agree that would be irresponsible of the court to listen to something that had no bearing. But let me ask you something. What explanation do you have for all those boxes being pulled in Arizona after the polling, uh, the polling uh, section was closed and all these employees come in in the evening and they start pulling boxes from underneath underneath uh, tables? Do we know what? We never heard an explanation for that. Well, so I'm not know. so sure I, that happened. Right? Well, the, the part of the thing is that if you, if you show a camera in a room and you have some people moving boxes or taking boxes out and you say, oh, those are all votes for Trump that they're destroying. What you're basically, the, the link that is not being closed is whether what you're saying happened actually happened. Right. Because a person can put any spin they want on a visualization of an employee moving a box. It could be something as, as innocuous as them trying to get all of the, vo- uh, the boxes in one place. But what has happened is someone has said, well, those were all Trump votes and they were all moved and they were all destroyed. Now, how would that possibly ever get proven? But people are accepting it as true. And evidence is a, is a very powerful thing in my world because it is my world. And I think I come from a higher place, too. I mean, thinking about that, Marco, like to answer your question that you would ask of us. So what I would say is I'd say, honestly, I kind of don't think it's a big enough deal for us to even do what we've done. Because here's the thing. There is going to be acceptable loss. It's just reality. Nothing is going to be perfect. And whether I know some box was moved somewhere or not in some particular pace, and even if it would mean that it would change the outcome of an election, although I definitely don't think it, it does. It would have to have been thousands and Even if thousands. it did, right? We have a system. Our system was designed a certain way. Our founders wanted it to work a certain way. We have the electoral process. The electoral process spoke. It did its thing. It moved on. And I don't believe that this United States of America is so fragile that one particular man, one particular place who's yelling and screaming saying, you've got to do this or else because everything falls apart is actually going to make that much of a difference. And in fact, to the contrary, the one thing that scares me more than anything else is that there's one particular guy actually saying this stuff and no one's ever done it. Al Gore didn't do it. I mean, you go back all through all the time. Yeah, every time and Al Gore place, really could have. Right, and he could have. And so I'm thinking, that, so my answer to your question is, is I think, okay, well, whether I can't explain some boxes moved around somewhere in some video or not, there probably was equal loss somewhere else in Des Moines, Iowa, where it was a vote where it made it better for Trump than it was for, uh, you know. All right, uh, we're going to take a short break. Marco, we're not done with you. Yeah, don't go And anywhere, we're going to get to John. Um, but Marco, we ha- I know you got some more to say. We're going to get to you after the break. Yeah, we just got a break. Uh, don't up. go anywhere, brother. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back and mosey on into our final thoughts in the last 15 minutes. We love you so much, folks. We're going to be right back. We had Marco there. We're going awesome. to have to get back uh, Marco, to Marco, you're going to get the last word. Welcome to the closing segments of closing the Nation Divided, folks. Minutes. We had an incredible discussion. John, you're going to be next. Don't go anywhere. So, Marco, Jim said a lot okay, of things. Guys. We wouldn't be remiss. Talk to us, baby. Okay, well, I'll be brief. I'll try to line it up to with uh, what I was going to say about Cheney. 
what I'm what I really wanted to say was well, I started with that preamble, but Cheney could have just said, like Jim said, hey, you know what? Okay, I disagree. We can agree to disagree. But she went out on a limb and started also attacking the party. Like if the rest of the party was crazy, okay. like she was the only moral person that knew the truth and that the election was right. When the rest of the party saw the video that I talked to you about, and I mm-hmm. saw a video in Arizona where the reporters asking a couple of people, well, did you vote? And they, they admitted to getting paid for voting. It's on video. We've seen videos like that. So the rest of the Republicans are saying, wait, wait a second. Okay, I, I have to tell you, in all honesty, Marco, I have not seen that. I saw a video of some people moving some boxes, but yeah. I didn't know that that was anything Marco, real. If, I, if I'm wrong, I'm Marco, wrong. Marco, you had me right up to that point because you're right. I mean, okay, that's, that's at least what the Republican leadership in the House is essentially saying is what Marco said. They're, they're saying, hey, look, you know, she could have just sort of like let this lie and could have gotten along with us and that would have been fine. So I hear what you're saying there, Marco, but let me ask you this, man. How do you respond to or how do you feel about the idea that there is a very sizable movement in the Republican Party, has been for a while, and now they're actually threatening to break off and form a new party? Is that something good? Do you like that idea? Do you think that that I don't like that idea. I don't like that idea because whatever they replace it with is going to be the same people joining it. Mm, We might as well stick to the Republican Party and and either – have a rhetoric that's that's common sense and have arguments like the ones we're having right now. Have, bring right. your evidence to the table. Let's talk about it. But if you're going to call, like if I were to say, say right now, hey, Jim, and you you're, you guys uh, you guys are crazy because you think like this, that's right. not right. never works. I, it I doesn't work either. No, it won't I actually work. actually respect yeah. what you think. I respect what you think. And then, therefore, we just have to talk to each other and bring our evidence forward well marco listen we we, got to move on thank you so much for calling brother we appreciate your sentiments and uh wait 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 wait. favorite favorite movie 80s movie marco you gotta bring us an 80s 80s movie everybody's got to do it today yeah 80s movie give it to us 80s movie uh was throw mama off the train is that an 80s movie Oh, man. Oh, yes, it is. All He's right, throw mama off the out. train, Marco. Oh we love you. Thank you so much. all day long with that one. <laughs> throw mama off the train. There Pull it that is. One out, all right, man. bring it. All right, John, you're going to be our last right, caller. John, Thank go. you so much for calling a nation divided. Brother, the Enlighten floor is us. yours. Throw mama off the train. That was priceless. All right, John, talk to us, brother. Hey. Thank you. Um, I just had a quick question. I mean, it's interesting how you. Yeah, I was, my comment was on you know, talking about the election being stolen. And, you know, you mentioned that Al Gore never thought about it, but certainly Hillary Clinton has said it was stolen and continues to say it. But John, do you think it really has fractured the party? I mean, do you think that, because I was a Democrat, I'm not anymore, Yeah. but I never really believed it. And I don't think it really took hold and was a situation that people kept talking about. I mean, it was something that, yeah, but in passing, but it has been such a divisive thing with this particular that, election. No, no, that okay. That all right. I, that that's a really good point. Did it divide the Democratic Party? No, um, but did it make it seem like it was okay to say the election's been stolen? Uh, yeah, it softened I mean, it. No, okay, that's a good point. And you I know, all the stuff we're saying about rule of law and everything. He's yeah, right. It yeah. kind of did. Nobody was it coming at Hillary it. like that. All right, the keep edges. Going. Yeah, no, I agree. All right. Yeah. So that, and then the other thing I wanted to just comment on was, um, you know, I feel like. Um, you know, President Biden, he, he had such a chance to, to be a unifier, right? It was totally teed up for him. You have the f- people on the far left, people on the far right, but a bunch of people that just want to be in the middle. I think with and, the majority of people, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, and so instead, right, day one, you, you know, executive order away, 
the catch and release, all the border stuff, which a big part of the country, that was part of Trump's appeal to them. That's not entirely true, John. Actually, actually, Biden left in place almost all of the things, all of the stuff put in place by the Trump administration. And what you see with Joe Biden is you see a guy who's actually trying to compromise, going in and meeting with House Republicans, Republicans from the Senate, and really trying to compromise. I, I agree with you. It's hard to see that change because we're stuck, we're mired in this sort of mainstream well, media thing. In, in but, John's defense, Biden has hit control Z on a whole lot of executive orders like right away in his office uh, as soon as he got in there. Well, that, that's, orders, listen, so that, 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 that's my point. My point is why couldn't he have just waited a few months? You know what I mean? And, you know, acted like they were thinking about wow. stuff and caring and, and compromising. I'm just saying right out of the gate, why do all these things? Unless it's just to fully activate that far left well, wing of the party. Well, I got to tell you, he's in response to what Trump did in the first hundred days. He wanted to have his first hundred days. But, you know, he's bringing yeah, up a good point. It, but, but Trump, Trump yeah. didn't come in as a unifier. That's true. He said right. a couple of times he so, was. But I don't think he had any pretense of bringing the country together. What's he got? You know, I, it's it's John's bringing up a great point there. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I think I think as time goes by, it is going to be revealed that Biden has brought together a lot of the center because there are a lot of very radical left policies that have been espoused. And he's not he's not going with them. He's not letting them bring that stuff in. He's not letting that get into the meetings that he's having with people to try to compromise. So, well, the idea is, you know, people are always going to take away certain aspects of a of a leaders uh actions and they're going to look at it through a certain lens and we'll never really know history judges folks a lot a lot differently sometimes than does the president but i wonder john i mean so going back to the concept just of unifying the country though would forming a new party a third party that maybe it's maybe it's a republican party but they're looking to pull in more democrats pull in some center people would that be the best way to try to better unify the country uh, I just think it's impossible. I think it's impossible. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I think whatever whatever that party does, it's just whichever, whether it's more Democrats or more Republicans that end up wanting to be a part of that, it's just going to dilute the other side's vote. Yeah. So, so but I, you can't say yeah, somebody who's president, anybody who was president, but what leader, what person inspires you the most that wasn't ever a president and are like, who, who on the scene is, is a hero of yours, John? Who on the scene? Yeah, which political, political leader scene, do, yeah, you, do you admire? Well, it can't be uh, Trump or, be or Biden or Obama, but which one do you believe is someone who has inspired you as a good person? Oh, man. Any elected official. Who inspires me? Inspires me as a good person. See, that's the point. Um, that's the point. Nobody yeah, can really answer you know, that question. You know, I'll tell you what. I, I, I mean, I do like um, uh, Senator Scott. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I thought his response to the the 100 day, you know, speech of the State of the Union, I thought was was quite good. Mm-hmm. Right. Tell um, everybody who's, who Senator Scott is. From California. 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 Yep. OK. I, I, I've liked uh, Mattis. General Mattis is the one that has been my probably my favorite. John. All right. 80s movie. And then we're going to let you go. Uh, full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket, Stanley Kubrick. Wow. You know, I liked call. Platoon better for some reason, but Full Metal Jacket, you see it all these years later. Oh, that was a hard one to watch, though, brother. Human you, beings you, are not wired to kill talk, each other. Can you walk the walk? Can you yeah. walk the walk? There you go. You know that drill sergeant that was in the beginning? He was a real drill sergeant, that oh, guy. Yeah. And I think he just, he died like, uh, I think, year before last. Lee Emery was his name, right? Yeah, Lee he Emery, was an yeah. actual drill sergeant, though, from the Marine Corps. 
Anyway, John, thank you so much for calling, brother. Awesome. We Thanks, really appreciate you. you. Full Metal Jacket. Wow. Hard. That's call, a deep-thinking dude, man. He pulled, he pulled that out. You know, that movie, it really shows more than any other movie, I think, that human beings are not wired to kill each other. Right. With the concept of war and the concept of putting people just off the street in battle. Oh, yeah. Post-traumatic stress disorder. We are not wired no, not to kill each other. Yeah. And, you know, that's the interesting thing is that we we are, I believe, hardwired to cooperate. Yes. So then you look at the political division we have and you wonder, how do we get here? How did he get so incredibly divided? Because there was a time when we weren't. Well, we like to believe that we weren't. But I think that maybe the divisions were more than we think now. But I think that what has happened with us is that we've had everything come to a a defining moment with a very provocative leader that has come in. Right. And that has kind of brought our problems to the forefront. Whether they exist or whether they don't exist, we certainly are feeling like they exist Oh, now. yeah, for sure. Well, I got to read this last. I want to read this Bring before it. we're going out because Bring I just it. want them to hear what this group of 150 Republicans, one in a splinter group, said. And I just want to know if there's anyone out there that would fundamentally disagree with these ideals, these principles, right? These United States, born of noble convictions and aspiring to high purpose, have been an exemplar of self-government to humankind. Thus, when in our democratic republic forces of conspiracy, division, and despotism arise, it is the patriotic duty of citizens to act collectively in defense of liberty and justice. And then they say, we therefore declare our intent to catalyze an American renewal and to either reimagine a party dedicated to our founding or else hasten the creation of such an alternative. So how do you say, first of all, they're legit. They want to form a new party. But everything they're saying there, I mean, that is us, right? That is it the is. American creed. And I think the I, my personal two cents, Jim, is that what's happened to us is that we've stopped thinking. And we have allowed knee-jerk responses to right. take over. And, yeah. we, you know, you should look at every case on its own. Democrats this. No. no it's no, not no, like no. that. Right. Republicans this. Joe right. B, no. You know, the, the, anti- the Black Lives Matter. We right. have had all of these knee-jerk that has lumped so many American souls into one group. And I think... And I got to tell you one thing I know. A person, even whatever they're thinking, they will never respond if you tell them that something's wrong with them. No. If you tell them that that. they're wrong and you're right, and if you just hit them with any kind of egotistical, I'm better than you, it never works. But the numbers are clear. 31% Americans report being Democrat, 25% Republicans, and 41% Independent. What's that mean? It means we want to be divided, folks. of Americans want to be in the middle. As we move towards the end of the hour, we always have to say the same thing, even though we may disagree with you at A Nation Divided. We love, we love you, you all. all. We're going into the week, folks. This has been a hell of a discussion, and we are moving past the things that are dividing us, and we're moving past coronavirus, but that does not mean you don't have to wear a mask for just a little bit longer.